yeah, I don't want to go to jail for anything. I'm much too, like, weak. And you're pretty. You are listening to the Stand Up Dads Podcast. This is hecka boring. Yeah, it is. Let's try again. We do ours on Zoom calls, so it's video and audio. Okay. Yeah, it's just a whole other aspect. I don't even Yeah, it is. With. You'd have to comb your hair. <laughs> <laughs> You're listening to Stand Up Dads. This is Rob <laughs> and, Mike. and Mike. And today we are joined by probably one of our most interesting guests to date. He's an ordained minister. He's a radio ex-radio DJ. He's a stand-up comic. He's done real t- realtor stuff. Realtor stuff. I've seen a fucking Realtor Yeah, Jesus he does like fucking. He does Christ. like housing things. Uh, he's like somebody that does lots of cool stuff he around. Things goes into a lot of houses. He's a, he's a convicted murderer. Yeah. It just sounds like the list is gonna he's keep a, going. He's a karaoke <laughs> jockey. He's a mobile DJ. <laughs> He sets up open mics. He's a gentleman. He's a pervert. It's Joey C. <laughs> wow, I've never been introduced so horribly. No, that, that <laughs> was so glowing. fantastically. I mean, that was awesome. <laughs> you got most of it right. <laughs> the gentleman part, right? Um, I'm not going to tell you. <laughs> we met Joey C. at Gag on this, and just such an interesting guy. And he's a father of six. Six. And I was like, well, shit, stand up, father of six. Come on board. So I understand you you were raised by immigrant parents. Yes, I was. But you have a problem when you look into my eyes. You just get all flustered, don't you? It's because the fucking windows are open. <laughs> oh, I'm get, I don't oh. see. Your, I don't actually I th- see. Your I thought face. it was my eyes. No, I can't <laughs> even see your shut? face. If you but, can shut those blinds. Right. Yeah, just just like you, uh, my parents immigrated here. My parents immigrated earlier, though they came over in the early 1900s. Got it. And uh, what was different about the way my parents came over is my mom actually came to America when she was 12 years old. Okay. And my dad came over when he was 21. Okay. My, my parents were born in Spain. Uh, they lived basically 50 miles away from each other, or in Spain it's kilometers, so yep. 50 kilometers away from each other. And they met in Loomis, California. Crazy. Uh, my mom's family came over through Hawaii back in the early 1900s. The uh, C&H sugar cane fields were uh, hiring Portuguese and Spaniards mm-hmm. to come over to Hawaii, pick cane for uh, four years, and it was sugar cane. It wasn't cocaine. It was sugar cane. <laughs> and then after four years, they would get an acre of land and a house in Hawaii or free voyage to the States. Nice. And so my grandfather picked the states my family's been in loomis for over 100 years wow so my mother came in through angel island in Mm -hmm. san francisco my father came in through ellis island in new york and they met in loomis california it's just crazy yeah yeah my parents met um they grew up on this in the same village in madera which is a little island off of Morocco. Mm-hmm. My dad came over here in the 50s and then decided, like, all American women were whores and decided <laughs> to... <laughs> <laughs> and he went back to Madeira to go find a wife. There you go. And then he, I guess, he knew my mom and 
the rest, you know, my mom didn't come over here till 1970, and uh, she was already, shit, 41. That's so, the year I graduated from college. There you go. No, I mean from high school, sorry. College <laughs> was 75. So, yeah, but I mean, so. Nowadays, he could have done that online. He could have just had her shipped to him. Yeah, great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he wouldn't have had to go in person. Then I'd exactly. Have to <laughs> it's cheaper that way. Yeah. Then I would be half Asian or Russian. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> <laughs> I I want to say I want to go pick sugar cane and get an acre in Hawaii. Oh, yeah, awesome. I could have been Hawaiian. Man, I could have been Hawaiian. That would have been awesome. They chose coming over here. Well, you can drive up to Reading and pick yeah, pot. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, my grandparents came from Portugal, and my grandma was born on Oahu. My grandfather came over when he was 12. So my mom and my aunt and my uncle, they were all born on Oahu. And then they came over, like my, my mom was, I think... 10 or 11 or something. I, that's something where I'm like, God, why wouldn't you, I wish you had stayed, but yeah. that you wouldn't have met my dad. Yeah, yeah, they, yeah it wouldn't have been me. They might have been <laughs> on the same ship uh, as my grandparents, wow. basically. That's 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 bizarre. Now, do yeah. The, do the Hawaiians dislike the Spanish as much as they hate the Portuguese? See, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I would the Spaniards yes. don't like the Portuguese either. No, so <laughs> We are like the Haitians. I don't like yeah. the Portuguese. <laughs> you don't uh, even uh, like <laughs> Well, because I'm, because I'm, I grew up, you know, it was the whole, they were both Portuguese, so it was the whole, you know, upbringing in the Portuguese community, and I don't, I'm not in touch with any of them. Yeah. And when I went down for my mom's funeral, they were all still there, and they're all still in touch. So <laughs> I'm the black sheep asshole that didn't keep in touch with anybody. And oh well. Well, uh, that was that was the same with the Spaniards. Uh, I mean, we were gone every weekend visiting another Spanish family yeah. in either Woodland or Guinda or Vacaville. Or and what what's bizarre is that my my aunt who lived in Vacaville, her husband tried to murder her, and so <laughs> he, he was sent back to Spain. Okay, you know, uh, he was found guilty and sent back to Spain, wow. basically deported. And uh, on instead our, of going to jail, <laughs> oh yeah, they I mean, just sent him back. And and. I mean, that's the story from the family that oh. he was just sent back, deported. My wife bought me a Spanish trip. I'd never been to Spain okay. for our 24th wedding anniversary. Nice. So we went to Spain for 15 days, went to the village my father was born in, and talking to them about Crispellos. Because here in the United States, if you're a Crispello, you're related to me somehow. Sure. In Spain, it's different. I went over to this little... Uh, area talking to this lady through a window at the desk and uh, telling her who I was, what was going on. And the guy that was standing next to her looks at me and goes, I'm a Chris Bellow. I said, are we related? He goes, no. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I never had family go to America. Okay. And uh, oh, so uh, more I said, I, yeah, I mean, it's like Smith or Jones, sure. Chris Bellow is. The way the Spaniards do it, my like my mother's name was uh, Catalina Lopez Crispello. Took her middle, her last name mm -hmm. is her middle name. And uh, I met a Catalina Crispello Lopez while I was over Got there. It. But we went back to this little uh, restaurant in the village that sent us over to the uh, the area we were talking to that lady. And I told her thank you. You know, uh, we found out there's no Crispellos left here that are related to me. And there was a couple guys sitting at the bar drinking, and they heard that I said it'd be America. And uh, he goes, uh, I was, uh, you know, my, my grandfather went to America, but he came back because he didn't like it. And I go, what was oh, your last gosh. name? He told me his last name, and, it, and I, I didn't want to tell him, but I think I that was said the guy. It, was, it was the guy that, no that got sent back to Spain, basically. But he told him, he told his family, I didn't like America. 
fuck. He's all, and then he murdered. Yeah. <laughs> no, he tried. Well, I yeah, tried yeah. to murder. He didn't do a good job. Yeah, I failed. <laughs> he failed. Yeah. yeah, I failed. That's America. amazing. Yeah, uh, it was. Fuck. Obviously, because growing up, you know, my parents didn't speak the language. Yeah. Did yours? My f- my father uh, didn't speak English. Mm-hmm. I mean, the only Eng- English word he knew was son, and it was hooked to a word that he called son of a bicho. <laughs> <laughs> and he thought it was a cuss word, but bicho in uh, Spanish is bug. Oh, so he was saying son of a bug, <laughs> and everybody would think he'd be cussing except for me. And he's not cussing. <laughs> but uh, what was funny is that Spanish was the first language I learned in the house. Because mm-hmm. my mom was bilingual. My grandparents didn't speak English. I had aunts and uncles that actually were born in Hawaii the same. They spoke a little English, but not much. And so when I went to grammar school in 1957, I was four years old starting out in kindergarten because back then, my birthday's in November, back, so back then you could start school yep. early like that. Mm-hmm. I thought, you know, I was too young, basically, uh, too immature, which I'm 66 and I'm still too immature. <laughs> but the teacher told my mom that uh, he doesn't speak enough English. Uh, we're probably going to hold him back in kindergarten. My mom and dad just made a plan, and any anybody in the family who just spoke Spanish didn't talk to me at all. Oh, shit. And everybody else spoke to me in English. And I made it through kindergarten, you know, uh, the first year. But I realized at that point in time that the dumb kids spoke two languages while the smart kids only spoke one language. Yeah, yeah I didn't speak English until I was in first grade. Yeah. So, yeah, and I was, I remember we talked about it here before, that I was in the dumb reading group. Yeah, I <laughs> know. <laughs> Although I was an idiot, because in high school I should have taken Spanish, and so, you know, I took fucking German. <laughs> so, <laughs> I could have taken Spanish and gotten uh, at least a B. You probably thought the master race was coming back. <laughs> well, no, it's, the wall was coming down, so I figured, <laughs> all right, th- these guys are going to be something. And they yeah. are the, probably yeah. the biggest economic power out there, but it didn't work out like I thought. So I, I just want to say that you said grammar school, and I get made fun of for saying grammar school. Like it's what some, do you call it? There's, I don't, people will say, like, oh, it's elementary school. Oh. <laughs> like, it's some old thing. So, I, yeah. I, like I'm, so it's like, I'm like, ha, somebody does say it. Because I oh. will say, like, in grammar school. And pretty much most people will be like, well, oh. thanks, thanks to texting, there is no grammar anymore. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. My grammar yeah. died a couple years back anyway. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm a Chico State graduate. I can't even spell. <laughs> So you mentioned that you parented like your parents parented you. Growing up, uh, you know, my my parents had seven kids, and then 15 years later I was born. So my mom was 45, my dad was 55 when I was born. And it was kind of like being raised by your grandparents. Yeah. I, I, was, I was never struck by my parents, uh, never got a spanking. They were too tired. Uh, yeah, probably. <laughs> uh, not that I didn't get in enough trouble, but it's just, you know, Joey, don't do that again. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, every every time we went and visited people on the weekends, we'd either visit family or other Spaniards. Uh, it was, uh, you know, the kiss on the cheeks, you know, the love, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, my mom and dad used to always tell me, you know, love you, love you, love you. And, you know, and I've been doing, I did that with my kids all. You know, I've got, my oldest son is, what, he's 30, 36, 37. Mm-hmm. And he still ends the phone call with, I love you, dad. Nice. You know, and all the kids say the same thing. Even, even my youngest, 23. My his brother's twenty four, and they don't have a problem saying you know saying it in front of people. You nice. know, uh, when Jacob's KJ, and when I get done singing, he's always love you, Dad. You uh-huh. know, on the microphone. Oh, cool. You know? So 
I'm getting all misty. I know. Yeah, I did not have uh, that experience growing up with immigrant parents because I never heard that shit. Yeah. So I think their thing was, well, we clothe you, we feed you, we put a roof over your head. What more do you want? You know, so it's kind of... And, and maybe it was because of their age, too. I mean, they were at that age where they should have been grandparents. Well, they were grandparents. I have sure. a nephew and a niece that's older than me. Nice. Well, no, because you mentioned your mom had you at 45. Yeah. My mom had me at 43. So they Well, were... the two years makes a big difference. <laughs> yes. But I mean, I don't know. Like, when you leave a country, you're not leaving a country to go somewhere else because everything's going great. Yeah. You know, so most immigrants that I've met are kind of badasses. You know, it's just because they have a story. And that your parents didn't love you. Yeah. Well, they did. In their own way. Okay, so we had some weird power issues here, but we're all better. We're good bad. thing you're good at editing. Yeah, okay. I didn't say I was good at it. Oh. <laughs> I just know I can. Anyway, we were talking about every immigrant that I've met usually has, you know, they're little bit more of a badass than people that were born here you know just as far as like the story they have because and like i get it you know it's like they don't understand it's like mom dad i need 150 dollars for some basketball shoes (laughs) fuck your basketball (laughs) shoes exactly it's like i didn't get shoes till i was 25 (laughs) and i had to wipe my ass with a rock so get the fuck out of here with your 150 dollars shoes and that's what (laughs) i grew up in except when i was a kid it was 40 dollars shoes but yeah yeah i see pictures of like my grandpa like his feet like I don't think he ever wore shoes, and his feet looked like starfish. It was fucking horrendous. <laughs> well, I I think what might have been different is that, like I said, my father's family came over with money in their pocket, sure, and they actually had a a ranch in Vacaville. I think a hundred plus acres or something where they had fruit trees and stuff. And my mom's family, they were able to save money the four years they were in Hawaii and they came over and they actually had a, a ranch in uh, Loomis, 80 acres uh, Got it. Wow. of, of uh, fruit trees and stuff. So it's a lot easier to be loving when you have money is what you're saying. I, th- I think that's what it was, uh, possibly. Uh, we didn't we didn't have a lot of money, but my mom ran the house and sure. she ran it pretty good. So I can't imagine having money when you got eight, eight nine kids. I mean, yeah. it's just, fuck. Well, what I heard, too, is that uh, my sister Isabel was in a real bad accident, and my father had to sell four houses to uh, help pay for the medical bills and stuff. So I guess, you know, they were doing something right. Yeah. Until I came along. (laughs) (laughs) Well, did you find that you were raised by your siblings a lot? No, not really. No? You know, um, my sister Jeannie, uh, who was the youngest, would babysit me once in a while. But my mother, by the time I came around, you know, my dad had the nursery that uh, he basically retired from, uh, you know, by the time I realized that I knew what was going on in the world, basically, five or six or seven years old. So he was retired. So they really didn't need to give me to my sister to watch all the time. She just she just watched me to teach me how to smoke cigarettes and stuff when I got (laughs) old enough. So do you get a lot of your comedy based on the old days or no? Right now, most of my comedy is based on the 60s, mm-hmm. you know, because I pretty much grew up in the 60s. Mm-hmm. And I talk about drugs, sex, rock and roll. Mm-hmm. I'm changing it a little bit, you know, adding a guitar because chicks dig dudes who play guitar. <laughs> <laughs> Till they hear me. <laughs> so I mean, you saw me the other night with the guitar case. There's there's no guitar in there. It's just a case I, I carry saw around. You with a guitar. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Is there a Spanish mafia that carries around guitar cases? <laughs> yeah. Being the youngest, because you know I'm only seven years separate from brother is seven years older. My sister's nine years older. But I still got to hang out with them. I 
my brother especially a lot. What about you though? Did you have like where your siblings all like gone except uh, for the youngest? They they were all except my second to the oldest brother. He didn't actually get married till he was in his mid thirties, and so he he was. He worked for PG&E, traveling throughout California, building plants and stuff like that. So he wasn't home all the time. But when, when he was home, uh, you know, he was in the house, basically. He lived at the house where I was growing up at. And I was the only the only kid born in a hospital. Oh, shit. Uh, gra- <laughs> when, when mom was ready to give birth, grandma would walk down from the house, you know, uh, give birth birth the child and then uh, cut the cord and walk back up home. Probably on the <laughs> kitchen wow. table or something. Yeah, <laughs> probably. Yeah, my mom told me stories about that. They, that's where they had their babies, on the kitchen table. Wow. Because <laughs> you had a water source nearby, and I can't fucking imagine. Yeah. Uh, and But a couple times, the local doctor would come over, because back then, the doctors would come to your house, because my mom had problems giving birth. Mm-hmm. And so grandma would you know, get the local doctor to come. Well, in Madeira, my mom would tell me stories about the doctor would come like every two weeks on a horse. <laughs> <laughs> every two weeks. He would just ride around. Anyone need anything? Yeah. <laughs> so if you got sick two days after the doctor came by, you just had to sit around. Yeah, and no wait. Yeah. <laughs> wait till so, I came back. I can't fucking imagine. But what a badass doctor to come in on a horse. Yeah. yeah like That's just what they did. Big white stallion. <laughs> That's so cool. savvy. <laughs> it's probably just some fucked up donkey or something. Dragging, <laughs> dragging some wagon behind that's just full of like, have some brandy. Well, no, because I, yeah. yeah. I went back Let's there. Let's burn it. Yeah. <laughs> Great. Yeah. I have fire. I have alcohol. Let's see what else I have in here. At different <laughs> islands. A chicken foot and a band-aid. Just, <laughs> ooh. <laughs> I have a crucifix for you. <laughs> that was a lot of it back then. But <laughs> were you religious? I was. Ra- I went to twelve years. Of, we both went to twelve years of Catholic school. Oh wow! And that yeah. made me an ardent atheist. I so. was. Uh, I was baptized Catholic, and I'm, the only reason was because we were Spanish and. Yeah. The Catholic religion was big in Spain, and but my parents never went to church. I just got baptized and didn't have to go to church, so that's why I'm still a good Catholic. <laughs> yeah, mine went all the time, damn time. Yeah. So it was kind of yeah. My mom, like when she, I had to put her in a a boarding care, and she had a lady that would come by and bring her like communion every Sunday. And all oh that. wow! And yeah, she was hardcore. My dad did it just out of fear and obligation. <laughs> so, fear. I don't know if it was fear of God or fear of my mom. Yeah, probably but, your mom. Yeah. <laughs> so, no, I was lucky because my wife's not religious, so it just makes it easier. You know? Yeah. So, And my mom, for a little while, was like, when are you going to baptize it? I'm like, never. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't even want to get them snipped, but that's a whole other issue. Yeah, none of my boys are snipped. Yeah, I didn't want to, and my wife insisted, and then we had to be involved, and that was fucking horrific. Oh, it was what fun. do you mean involved? You had to be in there? Yeah. A so good the thing I didn't snip uh, any of them. Oh, and it's like, it's just brutal. Why they make you be in there? I had to give it, uh, apparently a newborn, if you give it a pacifier with sugar water, uh-huh. it's like morphine to them. They just kind of zone out. Apparently you can chop off part of their dick. And they still they don't scream care. though, don't they? No. No? It was totally, but they're like going at it with like putting it through like this little, uh, like a, what do you call it, a fucking thing you put on a yak to. I don't know. Like a harness type thing, you know. To drag fucking plows. Uh, <laughs> come on, you grew up on farms. God damn it. Yeah. <laughs> a yoke. Uh, uh, the yoke's on you. <laughs> they put a yoke. 
Yeah, and the... they're like cutting at it and oh, going at it with a geez, safety let's pin. Let's and, stop. Uh, let's stop now. And I'm like, and Kim's like, oh, I can't watch this. Like, you fucking wanted this. You're yeah, fucking watching yeah, you're this. watching it. I yeah. said no. I remember uh, one of the doctors came in because they usually they they usually give it to the interns basically to do it. Mm-hmm. You know, so he came in and said, we're, "I'm here to you know to schedule your circumcision for your son." I go, "Well, we're not going to do that." Uh-huh. And he, he said, "Thank you." <laughs> <laughs> Turned around and walked out. Thank you. <laughs> so I, I just wanted my boys, because I was never circumcised. My mother thought I was. She said, didn't Jeannie take you to the doctor? Because oh, I guess back then they didn't do it right after birth. I don't she know when they did it. She changed your diapers? And, uh, yeah. <laughs> I guess not. She had to. I was, I was so huge anyway that she couldn't tell. <laughs> but I, I, wanted, I wanted my boys to, if they ever saw me, they would say, oh, I've got the same one as my dad. You know, I didn't want it to be different. And that's what people argue the other way, which... Plus the pain. You know, plus the thing is, is that you got to clean it all the time yeah. anyway. And it feels so it good when you clean it. <laughs> so uncircumcised kids jerk off sooner than uh, uncircumcised, I guess. <laughs> but it's not jerking off. It's cleaning. Of course. It's <laughs> cleaning it. You're just, yeah. uh, never mind. You're just cleaning extra. Uh, <laughs> so you had six kids. Six. Uh, girl first. So I got it right the first time, so I just went and had five more boys. <laughs> oh, really? So it's yeah. one girl and five boys. Yeah. Holy shit. And she's the toughest of the of the uh, six. She kicks those boys' asses all the time. <laughs> now, you've been married a couple times? Uh, twice. I was married the first time 15 years, and the second time, uh, I'm still working on it. We're 28 years in. That's awesome. Wow. 28 and a half. We just did 10, and it's like, holy shit. So, <laughs> <laughs> so you're working on, what, 43 now? That's 43, 43 years. God damn, I was four. <laughs> <laughs> I was 24. Yeah, that's fucking scary. And now your kids are grown, and the youngest... Youngest How, is wait, 23. Which ones were from your first marriage? The first three, and then I had three with my second wife. And that's why I never wanted to get married again, because I didn't want three more kids, you know? <laughs> <laughs> you piss the woman off if, the, if you don't give them the same amount of kids. I never thought of that. But yeah. Dang. Well, what also, like, how did that go for you? Like, how old were your kids when you divorced the first time? Uh, my youngest was one. I've been I've been with uh, with my current wife Marguerite for 33 years, basically. <coughs> I've been married 28. So she she came uh, she came in when Philip was one year old. You know, she says, "Don't ever hook up with a man that's got three children." And she was 23 years old when we met. I was well, actually, when we started dating, I met her when she was in the sixth grade, though. Uh, what the hell? I read Lolita. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wait. So. You have to explain that because well, I don't, yeah, when you just say that, I don't remember meeting her. Basically, I, w- <laughs> I was I was at Chico State. I was on the performing arts committee that brought the bands to school, and I uh, usually worked backstage because I wanted to meet all the bands mm-hmm. back in the day. Mm-hmm. And uh, the Santana concert, she said her stepdad had backstage passes, so the odds are pretty high that I actually looked at their passes to to allow them to go backstage. <laughs> Okay. When she was in the sixth grade and I was a senior in college. Got it. <laughs> but she looked like an eighth grader. Come on, guys. 
Yeah, when you don't qualify it, I'm like, yeah. you got to leave that part out of your uh, story. <laughs> I made, her, I met her when she was in sixth grade, but well, I waited till she was twenty. In my head, like, it's like, okay, he was married, and then he waited till the sixth grader got legal, and then dumped the first one to go. For no, that. I wasn't married yet. I wasn't married yet. <laughs> okay, so I'm just trying to think of the best way to go into uh, what happened with your son. Uh, well, Marguerite and I had uh, had had a, a son named Jordan, mm-hmm. and we've got three boys: Jordan, Jacob, and John. Uh, what we didn't know is that Marguerite's father passed away in his thirties, and he had a disease called uh, it was AMN. I don't know the adult version's name, but the childhood version is adrenal leukodystrophy (ALD), and it's an X gene uh, disease. Mm-hmm. Boys have an X and a Y. Uh, women have two X's. Marguerite was given uh, the bad X from her father, mm-hmm. basically. So she had a good X and a bad X. And uh, with women, it's not a death sentence because if one X is not doing the, the right thing, the other X picks it up a little bit. Got it. Well, with boys, uh, they have an X and a Y chromosome. So if the X isn't doing what it's supposed to do, the Y doesn't know what to do. Got it. And basically, there was a movie that came out uh, called Lorenzo's Oil back in the 90s with uh, Susan Sarandon and Nick Nolte. And it was about uh, Lorenzo Adone's parents who tried to find a cure for ALD because their son Lorenzo had had, had the disease. Basically, what the disease does is it destroys the myelin in your body. The myelin is the protective sheath around your brain around your nervous system. It's like taking an old telephone cord, cutting the gray plastic off of it, putting mm-hmm. it in water and watching it destroy the, the metal, basically. That's the wire. The disease works two ways. If it, if it hits the nervous system first, then boys can't walk very good. Mm-hmm. The, you know, They have problems walking. They have problems moving their arms and stuff like that. And it doesn't really cause a problem till it gets into the brain. That's when it, they die. And the only way to tell whether they have the adult version or the childhood version is if they die before the age of 13, they had the childhood version. Oh, shit. And my son passed away at the age of nine in his 10th year. And uh, it was, uh, I mean, your children aren't supposed to go before you. No. No. And uh, there's nine or 39. It's still, I can't even imagine. Yeah. And typically something like that destroys a family. Yeah. You know, we've been together. My son passed away 20 years ago. Uh, we're still together. We're, we're going to stay together. Uh, we worked through any little problems we had, basically. I think who who got the really worst part of it is, is my youngest son from my first marriage because him and Jordan were very close. Got it. And so when Jordan passed, you know, we didn't pay enough attention to the kids, basically. And you need to keep on top of your children. Sure. No matter what you're going through, stay on top of your children. My son did some bad things, ended up in uh, juvenile mm-hmm. custody for five, six years, basically. I was at YA down in Stockton. We went to visit him every weekend. Uh, it was either me or his uh, his mom. Mm-hmm. And so that's the guards who always used to say, what are you doing here? You've got parents that love you, you know, not like the other kids that are in here, you know. Yeah. And But he's become a, a, a great kid. He's Good. he's a he's managing a steel business in Colorado now. Cool. Uh, they put up solar for uh, commercial solar and stuff. Mm-hmm. And he's got a son of his own. And I'm really proud of him. I'm proud of all my kids. Sure. But uh, yeah, it, it's it's 
the toughest thing that'll ever happen to you in life. Something I can't like even that. Imagine. Is there anything that helped you get through it other than just time? Uh, I I think it was just time. I mean, uh, you know, if, if we tried talking like this ten years ago, I'd already be crying. Yeah. You know, I I, I can feel it welling up inside of me. Yeah. But, I'm like, all right, I want to. But uh, I'd al- already be crying, and it just uh, you know, you can't blame anybody for anything like that that no. happens. You just got to work through a- any little bubbles that come along. Um, yeah, because I was doing some research on loss of a kid, and you know, there's like the Kubler Ross. <laughs> stuff that they were talking about the five stages and all that yeah and some of the stuff i read saying that when it comes to a kid all that's just bullshit yeah Uh, so it's like if you're looking for a nice i have to follow these steps and this is how it's just that goes out the window well my youngest son has the same disease uh he's 23 though so so he's got the adult version got it and i i've met adults at uh, lived into their 60s and 70s so okay. you know he he'll be fine we found out that he had the disease in vitro you know we had him tested while he was in the womb got it we weren't going to get rid of him no yeah no matter how much time we have with him that's yeah. love totally yeah <sighs> so uh what else would you like to talk about yeah, um, yeah i can't even imagine because no. yeah my daughter's about to turn nine so yeah i couldn't even imagine no I mean, how much strength that you guys had to make it through there, and well, just as a couple yeah. too, because I mean, everyone grieves differently. <clears throat> you know, it's 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 funny looking. I mean, it's not funny, yeah. but looking back at my family, my grandmother lost a child, my parents lost a child, and then I lose a child. Yeah. My wife, her great grandma had two children, mm-hmm. and the her grandpa died. Great grandpa died. Mm-hmm. Her grandma had two children, and her grandpa died. Her mother had two children, and her dad dies. You know, and it's just you know how does that happen? And you know, and we had our second child, and I said, oh fuck. <laughs> but what's weird is her brother had two children, and his wife died. That's just crazy. It's just I don't I don't get it. You know, goes. I don't know. I mean, it seems like, and it's a time thing. I mean, because like my dad, he was born in 24 and, you know, he lost, I think, one or two sisters to TB. Yeah. Um, I think my mom had lost some people, you know, is, but and, you know, we're talking like teens, early yeah. teens. So it's just, thankfully, you don't hear about it as much now. Uh, I don't know if it's because it's not happening or if it's just we're not hearing about it because they're more focused on people killing each other. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Because yeah. I, I know I I have all my respect in the world just making it through and still staying married because I know my wife and I go out of each other's throats for less important things yeah. just because we look at things differently, you know, because she got not mad at me. But when my mom passed away last year, you know, she didn't understand how I was dealing with that. And yeah. a mom is not the same as a kid because you're supposed to lose your you know what i mean yeah uh, and everybody deals with it differently yeah. anyway and i dealt with it by okay let's set up the funeral let's do all this yeah and i'll deal with mourning some other time just like you can take the time I'm like no this isn't what i want to do and i know <laughs> if it was something where you know like a kid and i was doing that shit you'd probably be burying two people that yes yeah. <laughs> or more people at the end of your exactly gun. um so i don't know i can't even imagine um I did find a thing because, you know, I'm right now at a loss. What the fuck do I say to Joey right now? Yeah. <laughs> you know, and this is something that happened to you 20 years ago. I found an article and I post links to all the articles I find. It was just talking about they interviewed parents uh, that lost 
children. Just comments that the parents said would be helpful. People went at it because when people say, I understand, it's like... Yeah, nobody really does yeah, unless like, they've been yeah. there. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so, and and it's different for everybody. I mean, uh, he had a bone marrow transplant because his, his brother Jacob, who doesn't have the disease... Mm-hmm was six out of six. So, I mean, it was a perfect match. And uh, the bone marrow transplant actually worked as far as changing his bone marrow, but they, they have problems getting through the blood-brain barrier. Mm-hmm. And so it didn't actually get through the blood-brain barrier, and he he died because of that. But, fuck, I don't know where I'm going with this now. <laughs> no, I mean, it's... Just it affects everybody. I yeah, mean, that's the thing. I mean, everyone was involved with this. I mean, from his stepbrother to his real brother to I don't, everybody, yeah. the whole family, basically. Yeah. And what I, what I want to really tell people too is that if you don't know what's going on in somebody's life, shut the fuck up, okay? <laughs> basically, towards the end, he, he it, it is a neurological disease too, and you know he was quite feisty, you know, uh, causing a lot of uh, being loud and mm-hmm. angry and stuff like that and i had people tell me can't you control that boy Fuck. yeah you know and basically i would just look him in the face and say you don't know what i'm going through so shut the fuck up and they'd go oh. <laughs> <laughs> and you, you were know? right yeah because because uh. if you don't know what someone's going through they yeah. don't want your opinion anyway totally you know? I think people are more a little bit better with that now, now that autism and stuff, not calling it autism, but I mean just similar stuff where, whereas before, like when I was growing up, like what the fuck is wrong with that kid? And someone would say something. Yeah. Now it's like, okay, he's on the spectrum or something and they yeah. kind of back off. Yeah. So I think some things have changed since then, but I'm still Hopefully. sure there's still people that are. Yeah. Assholes. You know, yeah. Because we did a thing on the theme parks recently and I was reading about horrible shit that uh, <laughs> the character act you know um would hear or see uh-huh. and you know they have like make a wish kids like kids with cancer and stuff that get moved to the front of the line and fucking People assholes yeah and they're saying i wish my head ca- kid had cancer so I get- <laughs> oh, oh my you realize God. what you just fucking said you asshole and, yeah and yeah. saying it in front of their kid yeah too, dang it and like there was like a couple of kids that were together and they just couldn't take it and they actually left because they couldn't deal with the fucking adults yeah it's, it's, it's usually the adults yeah you know. fucking, I mean, kids are monsters to each other, but it's a genuine, har- not harmless, but you know what I mean. It's yeah. Just, yeah. Parents are just vindictive dicks sometimes. They can but, be, especially but, at Disneyland. Oh, God. Yeah, we were, I was just there, and it's fucking <laughs> scary. In line. I don't know, but something about lines and traffic just kills empathy in people. It, it definitely <laughs> it does. does. It wears uh, you down. I can see people, but... I don't know. That's a different level of it. I could see Mother Teresa that. telling someone to fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> no, for <laughs> sure. For sure. Like, I mean, saying something like that or it's like, yeah, I wish my kid had cancer. Yeah. Like, that's, that's, that's a new ridiculous. level. Yeah, it's like, do you realize what you just yeah. said? Yeah, that's ridiculous. Yeah. But I know being in traffic or being yeah. at the park, th- I, there's at least three or four times in each of those days where Olivia was just like, no, daddy. <laughs> yeah. You're like, God damn it. Like, yeah, your you know. kids learn a lot from you. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. And and if the like, traffic's oh. bad enough, it's like, I better see fucking body parts on the road for yeah. this one. <laughs> And it's an awful thing. Then you go, oh, and if there are, you're like, dang it. So anyway, based on psychology today, if you are dealing with someone who has lost a child, these are some of the comments the parents wish people would do. And these are all just quotes. Please use my child's name when you speak to me. Share stories with me about my child that I may not know. That one hit me. Yeah, you don't know what everything your kid is doing. Yeah. I'm doing the best I can, so please don't judge or criticize me, which you just talked about. Just listen to me. Let me talk. Show my feelings. I can't take care of you by pretending that I am fine. 
It really upsets me when you say, you know how I feel. If you have never lost a child, you don't have a clue. Please don't avoid me. I'm in enough pain without feeling abandoned. And I'm never going to get over this, so stop telling me that I have to. Yeah. No, yeah. you never get over no, it. No, I could totally see that. Is a, yeah. yeah. He's, he's always with me. Yeah. Yeah. And that's a wonderful, you know. And we had, we had somebody call Childhood Services. Childhood Services actually came to our house to uh, see what was going on with Jordan. You know, oh, fuck. Which is fucking ridiculous, you know? <sighs> I mean, th- they they realized what was going on, that we weren't beating the child, yeah. you know? That, I'm sure they backed off. Yeah, they yeah. did, after one visit. But what pissed me off is they wouldn't tell me who turned us in. Yeah. yeah. CPS uh, is great for a lot of things. But yeah. Just, uh, I don't know. I'm going to post some resources for uh, people that have loss um, on the website. It'll be on the show notes if you click yeah. over there. But I'll just go over them really quick. Uh, there's one called CompassionateFriends.org. Uh, March of Dimes has some resources. MastersInCounseling.org has 115 helpful websites on grief and bereavement. There's a children's bereavement art group in Roseville and Sac that oh, wow. my kid actually goes to. Not because we lost any... My wife found this and sent him to it uh, because like my mom died his yeah. great grandma died a couple of close friends of the family it all happened like within a year so it kind of you know he was like five at the time so he was yeah. kind of she just wanted to make sure everything was okay but it's not just the parents that need help it's the siblings you know? yeah like definitely like yeah. you know and and the thing is too is if somebody just wants to talk uh, they can you know my number is 916-705 three five eight zero it's it's been a while since it happened to me but i remember like it was yesterday i can see know? that yeah and oh. so uh if someone wants wants needs to talk to somebody who's been through it i'll talk to you that's wonderful yeah um so back to the dick jokes right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah now tell us how you were in the 60s <laughs> no i will you back i i was i was a hippie back in the 60s i have hair i had hair that went Pretty much down, almost down to my butt, and uh, did a lot of drugs. You know, I was that counterculture basically yeah. back then. Yeah, Nick uh, interviewed him on Gag on this, so he did a great job with that. So I think, oh, okay, I'll spare you the <laughs> having to go through all that. But yeah, it was an interesting. You know, I was had a great time listening and all that. But yeah, it just you should have seen that. Well, you saw it, the tie-dyed yeah. shirt you had on, and I'm yeah. like, I could just totally picture you fucking young doing all this <laughs> shit. Well, what was funny is that I had a, I bought a white pair of pants and I put blue and white stripes on one side and stars on the other side from the knee down, basically. Uh-huh. And they were bell bottoms, and uh, that's I wish I could find them today because <laughs> that's what I used to wear to weddings. <laughs> Looking like evil can evil, <laughs> but it meant something different back then. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> uh, yeah, now they'd be all make America great. Yeah, yeah. and you'd be like, dang it, fuck. Uh, <laughs> it was great. <laughs> exactly. Well, we have a segment called The Bad Dad. So we pick uh, okay. some guy in the news that uh, <laughs> just is a good example of a bad example. Yeah. Found this guy, father accused of faking burglary to cover up stealing daughter's Girl Scout cookie money. Oh, gee. Uh, <laughs> so this guy was up in Oregon. Oregon man accused of faking a burglary to cover up money stolen from his daughter's sale of Girl Scout cookies. Brian Couture, uh, 40 years old, pleaded not guilty to charges of initiating a false report and improper use of emergency reporting system. He called 911 saying someone got into his house through a sliding glass door and led to a struggle. Oh, 
I didn't realize this. What? Couture was unresponsive when police arrived and was taken to a hospital. The area was searched and no suspect was located. His daughter kicked his ass because she found <laughs> out. Dad? <laughs> that was 740 bucks. That's a wow. Lot. That's a lot of, yeah. Yeah, that's a lot of cookies. Well, not ball. anymore. <laughs> yeah. Price of cookies. Well, it's what? Five bucks a box now, right? Is it? Yeah. I just, yeah. My wife buys them. I don't, yeah. uh, I just eat them. I don't know. But it's a, it's a fucking cottage industry, man. Yeah, Kids it is. are it has. crazy about it. The last time we bought them, we always buy them from my friend uh, Matt and his, and his wife. They never got out of our car. Like we and uh, we and Olivia, <laughs> me and Olivia just started eating them. And right we didn't away. buy enough. Yeah. <laughs> it was like that box was gone. The other one, we're like, just leave them in here. We'll eat it. We we'll eat them yeah. when we're driving again. <laughs> but like, we bought four boxes. Two of the boxes were gone by the time we drove Home. from freaking Carmichael to here. <laughs> it was like fifteen minutes. We're like, all right, we got these. These are evil, man. What's your favorite? <laughs> the mint. Uh, mint chocolate. No. I'm gonna utter Delicious. blasphemy. I hate the thin mints. Yeah, so do I. Okay. I love Which them. Yours. Yeah. Uh, the uh, God, what what are they? They got the things on top of. I can't. The even co- coconut one, chocolate coconut. The Samoas. So, yeah, Samoans. Those are mine. Samoans. Yeah. Is that the coconut top ones? Yeah, yeah they those are hella good else, too. Yeah, they. Yeah, I yeah. don't know what they call them. I, I can't know. think of it. Samoas was racist or something. I don't. Know. <laughs> is that what they said? I, I don't know. I'm sure it was something like oh that. Everything is racist today. Of course, everything is. Yeah. Fuck. Uh, anyway, so this ass clown, he staged the whole thing to conceal the theft of money from a nonprofit organization. And I'm just kind of wondering, I remember having to sell shit for my school. Yeah. I mean, did yeah. they do that back then? Yeah. The fundraisers? Yeah. And I remember my fat ass would eat a bunch of the chocolates. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'd have to come up with like 10 bucks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. My mom always had to buy a bunch too because I ate through them. Yeah. Okay. So it's not just me. Uh, but anyway, uh, Brian Couture, you're a bad dad of the week. Bad dad. And then, so uh, how do you knock himself out, though, I wonder? I know. Was he, they didn't I, say, I was he, he was, drunk or was he, he just pretending? He bonked himself on the head and just yeah. laid down and act, I'm guessing. Pretended to be unresponsive. Yeah. yeah. I mean. Yeah. I mean, but I wouldn't do, for 800 bucks. I yeah, mean, why even pretend there was a struggle? Why didn't you just say it just, was open and it's gone? Yeah, I mean, why yeah. do the whole fucking thing? But yeah. eight hundred thousand, yeah. But eight hundred bucks, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. you got to make it worth your while. Exactly, because yeah. that's a big risk to take. But anyway, we recently had a big boost internationally: the UK, India, and Canada. Really? And Australia. Jesus Christ, you guys came on. Wow. Uh, so thank you. Keep listening. I still want to hear from you guys. I want to hear what it's like to be a parent over there. Email us. The standupdads at gmail.com. And so not Portugal, your your home country. I know. Uh, you know, until this week, we only had one download from Portugal, <laughs> and I have to admit, it was mine when I was there. <laughs> <laughs> hey, look, dude, we're international. Yeah. <laughs> Where are you, Rob? Everywhere we've I'm in Portugal. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, but we get a, did get another one. So they listened to one and stopped. Yeah. Um, Probably have a couple from Tijuana too. Or yeah. <laughs> yeah, we had the listener in Mexico. We got we got a couple in Saudi Arabia. We got some in wow. Iran. So it's kind of taken off nicely. So uh, sleeper cell. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Whatever it takes. <laughs> you know, because someone else. Um, I think it was Tom saying, yeah, it's probably military. I'm like, if we have military in Iran, we've got issues right now. But Yeah, no, it was some Iranian saying, we could kill people with this broadcast. <laughs> <laughs> you can try. Uh, but <laughs> we're doing it ourselves just fine. <laughs> so, 
Joey, do you have any plugs? Yeah, got nothing really going on in August right now. I've been begging producers, uh, but no one seems to care anymore. Uh, but September, September 4th, I'll be at Punchline. Uh, it's um, Morty's birthday special, and it's for the SPCA. Nice. So they're going to have puppies there, so you can come and see puppies if you want, or wow. just come and Will see comedians. Will they be up for adoption? They'll be up for adoption, yeah. Nice. September 14th, I'll be in Chico. Chi, Chi, Chico. Uh, going back to where uh, I spent two of my greatest years back <laughs> in the 70s in Chico. And then the 21st, I'll be in Placerville doing another uh, benefit charity thing for women. Cool. Basically. Don't hit on any sixth graders when you're up in Chico. Um, <laughs> 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 now that you've told us you're that. <laughs> I'm not going then. <laughs> And you have I'll a be handling the backstage pass. How old's a little girl? Seeing what the new crop looks like. I'm just picturing the Blues Brothers. <laughs> Your daughters. Send yeah. them to me. Uh, yeah. But uh, you have a website or something that I can find this stuff? I don't really have a website uh, yet. I do have Facebook. My Facebook page is Joseph Crispello Sr. Or my comedy page is Joey C. When you go to Joey C., pick the one that's not Asian. Because <laughs> there's a Joey C. Asian guy on there too, and also I do I do karaoke uh, every Thursday night at the Opera House in Roseville uh, from eight to twelve. So come on down and sing with me. Very cool. And uh, I'm hopefully starting another mic. We just lost our mic in Roseville, and I've been talking to another bar in Roseville, and hopefully be starting another mic within the next couple weeks there for for comics to come out and work on their stuff. Nice. And then you still do the mobile DJ stuff, right? Weddings and all that? Uh, st still do, sort of. I try to give it to my boys because both my younger boys are uh, DJs also. Oh, nice. Uh, my son, John, is more of the electronic type DJ. He just likes making noise and stuff. <laughs> my son, Jacob, knows how to play uh, songs and stuff, you know, for people to dance to. Got it. But I guess they dance to that electric stuff, too. Just yeah. doesn't look like dancing to me. It's they have whole festivals with going. that shit now. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's what he wants to do. He wants to do festivals. Got it. Well, someone's got to do it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And the, the what they get paid to do festivals oh, nowadays is just it's just amazing. I remember uh, I think Jimi Hendrix got paid eighteen hundred dollars to do Woodstock. He was one of the wow. one of the few bands that kept their money basically. But uh, now John was telling me about a guy that made a uh, million dollars doing a festival. Some Seriously, top number one DJ in the entire world or something. Okay, this is kind of a tangent. Wow. But I just saw someone just broke a new record for the most money made while touring. I don't even know who, who this is. Who was that? I don't even know who it is. Ed Sheeran? Oh, that guy? Yeah. yeah. He, I, I've, I've heard, heard his, his name. Yeah, I've heard his name. I just heard his name during but this he, fucking thing. But he broke what? The Grateful Dead? No, like just in one tour. Oh, in one tour. I was like, yeah. how could you be? No, no, no. But it's got to be really hard to ever be. But more like, than U2, Madonna. Fuck, that's a lot of. Well, yeah. did he ever end his tour? Like, what? what's he's the criteria? He's still on it right now. I guess he's still going, and it's still yeah. more than the Rolling Stones. It's going to be like, granted, his tour's been going on for seven years or something. Well, like. yeah, I mean, it's probably just a long-ass tour. I mean, yeah, the Stones what's, can't what's the do criteria? that yeah. anymore. Yeah. 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 They just do it all the fucking time. And, uh, and Them and Kiss. Now, now uh, I'm all like, now I'm like an old man. I'm like, and then what's the criteria? And then, <laughs> and then, did they take the old tours? And then they, did they make it match today's money? <laughs> yeah, there you go. I don't believe it. 
So I'm officially old because I don't know who's... <laughs> I don't know who Ed Sheeran is. I've heard the name, but I, yeah. I couldn't tell you what he plays or anything. Yeah, uh, and the Rolling Stones uh, in the 90s, I saw their last tour, uh, their final tour in the 90s. <laughs> yeah. Which one? Which, which they've come out with two more since. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and that's the only reason I went to it. Oh, the Rolling Stones, they're never going to tour that, again. You went to that, didn't you? Yeah, 80, 89, I saw. Was it 89? Uh, that's it was the one I saw. I don't Oakland? Yeah. Okay, then yeah. it was 89. It wasn't okay. the yeah. 90s yet. Because yeah. I think they did another one in they the had 90s. Two or three, I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, fuck. I know. They, uh, they had. Uh, the band that played with them was in Living Color. Yep. Okay, yeah, you're in the same it. place yeah, at Oakland that Coliseum. Was Cult of Personality. I remember that was a big deal when we were seniors uh, in high school. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, the last concert I went to was Santana and Doobie Brothers up here at Wheatland. Uh, that was a pretty good show. I nice. mean, Santana's actually mixed uh, hip hop in with their old songs, really? and it, it sounded great, you know. Wow. And then. I was just thinking that uh, when I first saw, the first time I saw Santana was in the 60s, and I was flying high on acid. (laughs) Wow. And this time I saw him, I was on ant acid. (laughs) 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 A little tummy ache. (laughs) I saw Santana, he actually played, Steve Miller got on stage with him. Oh, yeah. This was like, shit, 15, 20 years ago at uh, Shoreline for like a uh, Columbus Day, or an anti-Columbus Day. Anti-Columbus Day, yeah. yeah. So I was like, oh, shit, that's... Half the people there are like, who are these guys? I'm like, God damn it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> although Steve Miller was looking like me at the time. So, <laughs> but Santana's always... Carl Miller. Yeah. But. Well, uh, the question I like to uh, ask, uh, ask people, because most people don't know, is there, there, was, a, there was a band that came out uh, in the 60s. A guitar player is famous, and the singer is famous. The singer went on to become more famous. His name was Rod Stewart. Who was his guitar player? And what was the name of the band? Jeff Beck Faces. There it was go. Jeff Beck. Yeah. Jeff Beck Groups. Wow, yeah, somebody yeah. actually knew that yeah, answer. I like the. I like that stuff. <laughs> 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 yeah, what's yeah. funny is like that's that totally falls into stuff where you'll run into people too, and you'll talk about older music. At, and because I teach, like, high school and stuff, I had one kid tell me, like, I wasn't alive when that stuff came out. I'm like, well, I wasn't either. Yeah. <laughs> that doesn't mean you can't like exactly. it. Like, what are you talking yeah. about? Like, how? <laughs> yeah, my, my second to the youngest son, who's 24, loves classic rock. Yeah. You know? Yeah. There was some and good stuff. There was a lot of shit. Yeah. But there's a lot of great stuff that you there just was. are never going to hear again. Well, anytime you see a band still doing concerts after 50 years and still, and they want to hear their old music. They don't want to hear yeah. anything new. Yeah. Want to hear the old music. And, uh, you Isn't know, the Stones, Santana, yeah. Doobie Brothers, you know. Yeah. All those guys that are back out touring. The only, the only band that I did not see that I wished I would have saw, and I had a chance to, but I didn't go was Led Zeppelin. Ah. You know, and, and yeah. I used to, I love Led Zeppelin. Yeah. It's yeah. just, I never made it. The, the closest they came was San Francisco. Yeah. And I, I it was just the weekend. I didn't want to sure. go to San Francisco. I remember in high school, we listened to a lot of Zeppelin. We were yeah. like, you know, Bonham's kid plays drums. Maybe they'll get together with him. It's not going to fucking happen. Yeah. And but it did. Did it? Bottom, uh, yeah, Bottom's kid played with Zeppelin for a while. Did they? Yeah. Okay. Well, I know he had his own band. I think it was yeah. Kingdom Come or something yeah, like something that. Yeah, something like that, yeah. But on um, one of the yeah. tours, uh, he went out with them. Uh, nice. You know? yeah. That's cool. And, uh, I saw Jimmy Page and Robert Plant, and that was it's still, I mean, they played yeah. a ton of Zeppelin stuff. That was in the 90s, though. Yeah. Early 90s. That was a good show. I we saw The Who... Twice I saw the Who 
in the 80s and they had like a whole orchestra and it wasn't that good I and then i saw the them in the early 90s when it was just townsend <coughs> and daltrey and that was really good yeah i saw them in I the like, 70s i like the who i don't know yeah. why you and then our friend rogers another one that yeah. he, he was always like just pinball wizard is what yeah. makes him he was always like pinball wizard that is a that song by itself was like this guy. I'm like, shut up. My wa- <laughs> I my, like the Who. My walk up song when I do comedy is uh, My Generation. Yeah, it's a good They got a lot of good songs. about My Generation. Yeah. I got Olivia into the Beatles. So we I took her to see her first concert was McCartney at the at the new arena in Sacramento. And that was that was amazing. I'd go see him in a second again. I say it. He's my least favorite Beatle. <laughs> no, that would well, be you Ringo. Can't see John. I like Ringo because he accepts that he's just <laughs> that he's Ringo. He's like, yeah, whatever. I'm yeah. fucking Ringo. What do you want? You know, and McCartney exactly. just kind of like he, he sees himself as royalty, which I guess he is technically. But yeah, he is. He's got so much music, and I, I mean, know. and a lot of the Lennon Beatles songs I love are his. But yeah, yeah, him and John were great songwriters, yeah. basically, and uh, you know. Paul's, Paul talks a lot about that. People just want to hear the Beatles songs, not the Paul McCartney songs. I agree. Totally. The Beatles songs. Well, because he has some, oh, God, some fucking turds. Um, <laughs> yeah. Like the one Christmas song he does, um, it's like <laughs> on a synthesizer. And uh, it's, oh, I can't well, remember. You know, he's got that album where he played every instrument on it. He yeah. played the drums. He played, the, well, he was a bass player, so he sure. played the bass. He played the guitar. Uh, he played every instru- instrument on it when he left the Beatles, and okay. I can't remember the name of the album. Is this before Wings and all that? Uh, it, w- it was uh, either a pre- or post-Wings Got album. It. I just yeah. saw the whole thing, because I wasn't into the Grateful Dead, and then a friend of mine kind of got me to start listening, and then my dad watched, showed me some special on them, and my dad wasn't, my dad's like old country is what yeah. he's into, but it was actually really good. It got me into it, like seeing, kind of seeing how great they were as musicians and stuff, but I didn't realize that one of the songs I like, that's called the uh, Sugary. That's one of their songs. It's from an album that Garcia played, like everything on it. So it's okay, like, wow, yeah. that to me that is crazy when you hear something like that where it's like every freaking thing, <laughs> like how they do that. They sit there and they like layer it. Studio, yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. But be, to be able to play everything, like yeah, B- back then I, I don't know if it's still the same, but back then every, every instrument was on a different track. Wow, you know, so just a matter of syncing them up. Yeah, wow, but still amazing. <laughs> Yeah, it is. And Garcia was uh, he was just different. You know, I mean, I I love the Grateful Dead. There are some of their songs that suck as far as I'm concerned. I wasn't a deadhead, but songs like Friend of the Devil and, uh, you know, Driving That Train High Mm -hmm. on Cocaine. There's a couple of songs that I just love by the dead. That fucking song has been in my head since I said it last. (laughs) Jesus (laughs) fucking Christ. Is in there driving that train high on cocaine? And there's my kid right next to me. God damn it. Watch yours. Yes. That's okay though. I got like Oli, like one of the first songs she ever repeated was the one where it's like, I shot a man in Reno just to watch, watch him die. die. I'm like, oh, that's so cute. She's like four. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah, we have a few uh, episodes that we just entitled uh-huh. Nerd Fest. Uh-huh. And those are the ones where Mike goes on. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> then I get to shine. Yeah. Then I get to talk comics. You're, you're pretty shiny right now, dude. <laughs> but we're going to wrap this up. Mike, uh, where can we find your stuff? If you want art, 
illustration animation, um, you can look at my website, pencilforhire.com. That's pencil, F-O-R, hire, or pencil for hire on Instagram. Did you say you were a teacher? I also teach, yeah. I teach high school online now. What, what do you teach? Animation, uh, art? illustration, okay. yeah. Cool. I taught one year in person in Elk Grove, but then there's just no time. I would never be able to take my daughter to school or yeah. pick her up. Like yeah, my, br- my brother was a teacher at Sylvan Corners, and he taught uh, science for, no, math for uh, 40-something years. Nice. Wow. And uh, I met a guy at the uh, car dealership yesterday who had heard my last name, and he, is, he goes, I had a teacher with that last name. He's probably not related to him. And I go, Frank Crispello? He goes, yeah. <laughs> wow. How'd you know? I go, that was my brother. That's awesome. <laughs> wow. That's cool. That's pretty cool. Do you have a knack for finding people with just based on your name? <laughs> well, have you ever been to, uh, oh, what is that ski ranch up there on the way to, uh, God, I can't think of the name now. But there's a ski ranch up there that my brother was a teacher of skiing for 40-something years. Oh, wow. wow. And you go up there, and on the side of the uh, uh, lodge, there's a big map of where all the runs are and stuff. Mm-hmm. And there's a big rock that they call Crespillo Rock. It's because when my brother was in his 70s, he jumped that rock. It's about a 20, 30-foot drop nice. from the rock down to the next level. Crazy. And uh, I took my kids up there when they were younger. This is probably 15 years ago. And when people up there found out he was my brother, I mean, it, it was like, I was royalty all like of a sudden. That, that you know. cool. You're Frank's brother? Oh, he's so cool. <laughs> wow. Very cool. That's and a... luckily I wasn't skiing, though, because I don't ski like my brother did. Uh, I don't like things without brakes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, let's see. Uh, we've referred to it before. Uh, listen to my side project gag on this podcast. That's run by Big Nick. We record every Wednesday at 530 at Blacktop Comedy up in Rockland. Uh, we interview local comics and have a great time doing it. Uh, there's an open mic after. I try to stick around for some of those. Come see how not funny I really am. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> At least you've been doing some stand-up. That's what's yeah. funny. It's what <laughs> well, get back to it. Yeah, we got to get back yeah. and do some more. Well, yeah. we try to egg each other on, but if I didn't go on unless he went on, I'm, I don't have the chops for it, so I just need to fucking go up and do it. So You guys need to do it together? No. No, I just... what made it, It's just extra... Like, I hadn't done it for, like, 15 years or something, but him doing it was like, oh, then it's kind of cool. It's something we get to hang yeah. out and do. It doesn't, like, driven to do it as much anymore mm-hmm. just because... I'm tired. Like, I'm like, you got into this late. Yeah, Yeah, I was, uh, what, 60? Well, actually, I got into it 42 years ago. Yeah. But then uh, life got in the way. I lasted about six months. Sure. And I came back four years ago next month. What? No, this is August. Is this August? Yep. Oh, this month. I just had my um, four year anniversary. Nice. Cool. And uh, I love doing it. I just, I mean, I just love having a microphone in front of me, basically, you know. Listening to my voice and stuff because it sounds so awesome. (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah, I mean, even on a bad day, it's like that was good. You know, I mean, I eaten shit and still felt good about it. Not felt good about it, but you know what I mean. It's a rush. That's that's what you learn. Yeah, it's a rush, and like I always like the idea that wherever I could do the same set with the same energy and polish at a like at a comedy club. It would go awesome, and then I'd do the same one. Like, there was a place in, you know, Palo Alto back then. It was, like, Wednesday nights, and it would be, like, 11 o'clock at night. It's just, like, drunk students from Stanford. (laughs) And then my set would be, you just see people just, like, 
Oh, the angry faces looking at you and just like... <laughs> well, that's why I got out awesome. of it 42 years ago because <laughs> I was bombing so much. Luckily, since I've been back, I've actually only bombed once at, uh, <laughs> at a place in Sacramento. And I think it's because I started letting them know I have Parkinson's. So, you know, they're all, oh, shit, we got to laugh at this guy. <laughs> he's got a disease and I know laughter makes him feel better. Okay, hun. Laugh when I laugh. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of Parkinson's, you're working on a show for that, right? Uh, yeah, I'm working on a show at the Opera House because uh, they can put four. He said they can put 400 people in the Opera House, mm-hmm. so uh, we're we're talking about it, and it's for the Michael J. Fox Foundation. All proceeds will go to Michael J. Fox Foundation. Uh, they they are starting human trials on a drug that actually stopped Parkinson's and let the brain start to reheal, basically. Uh, in animals, so they want to try. They're going to do human trials. Beautiful. And what's funny is that one of the comics that I hang out with, his wife, when I put it on Facebook that I I'd love to cure Parkinson's, you know, so I don't have it anymore. She she responded, but Joey, that means half your set will go away. <laughs> <laughs> oh yes, it will. That's why I'm changing it up. I think it's a chance you're willing to take. <laughs> yeah, it, it is a chance I'm willing to take. <laughs> well, with that, thank you so much, Joey C., for coming on. Thank you, guys. This has been fun. Thanks, Beautiful. Joey. We will see you guys next week. Ciao.